Okay, yes, we're back. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the kids are losing losing their minds now. Okay, what's up? So you were telling us about your newest work. And is that they are critical. They are in a critical but stable condition. Hence the title. Okay. So it's it's the three couples, <laughs> but then there's also a dead body. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is Angela Makora. So yes, the, the sorry. Unfortunately, there's a dead body. My poor kids. Okay. So the the dead body. Um. There's a, so we the the book kind of flips through, um, the lives of the three married couples, mm-hmm. and this situation. Um, a young man, a younger man, is in his apartment with his older lover, and mm-hmm. you know they've been together. They're seeing each other. It's a clandestine affair. Um, but then the woman dies, you know, they make love and then they fall asleep. And then when he wakes up, she's gone. She's dead, you know? So it's, a, it's, a, it's natural causes. He didn't kill her. She's dead. It could be, we, we're obviously going to find out what the cause is, but obviously it's something natural. It's a natural cause. It's either, you know, she had a heart attack or something like that. At this point, we're speculating. Obviously it's the beginning of the book. So the book kind of keeps on panning back to the, dead body because now the guy the guy is Zimbabwean the woman is South African mm. so one of his so so he's worried because you know obviously there's a lot of xenophobia in South Africa mm. he's dating a married South African woman you know is what's going to happen when how does he tell the husband you know hey I've got your dead wife come and pick her up like you don't obviously he can't mm, say mm, that mm, mm. <laughs> and then spicy he also, <laughs> and then he's friend. so he calls his friend to say friend like I've got a situation what do I do like do I call the police do I call an ambulance what do I do so the friend just kind of freaks him out and gives him all these scenarios makes him very paranoid about mm. what could happen if he just allows her to just be discovered there in his apartment so then in terms of that thread of the plot we need to find out his name is Lawrence we we, we want to know what Lawrence and his friend Kuzai decide to do with the dead body do they keep it there do they just phone the authorities do they dispose of it how do they dispose of it is the townhouse complex I mean cameras all of that you know and also we are wondering as we get into the the lives of the three married couples, clearly this woman is one of the three women whose lives are being chronicled. And so we need to know, is it, um, is it, um, I'm trying to remember my characters now, is it Mushiri who is in a critical but stable relationship where the big issue is debt. They are heavily indebted, her and her husband. Mm. They mm. love kind of the, the blingy lifestyle. So they've acquired so much stuff and they've ended up being in, in this kind of uh, tumultuous situation where they've, they're just surrounded by stuff and they owe a lot of money. Or is it Lerato? Lerato married her, her child, her, her college, her varsity sweetheart. They are born again Christians. They decided as Christians that they won't have sex before marriage right so that was great they were both on board with that but once they get married like later in their lives the husband decides no sex after marriage either Uh and then we'll find out why no we'll find out what's going on with the husband and why then there's (laughs) (laughs) guys i really hope my mother's not on this this live (laughs) (laughs) but if she's very very inconsistent go I can she just had me go. No, ah, no. She makes me feel like I'm bad. <laughs> we love it. 
Okay, okay, okay. So there's there's a couple that's just like not having sex. Yeah, during there's this a couple that's in debt. There's a couple that's not having sex. There's a couple that um, they've got. You can tell, like they seem to have a great life, lifestyle, and everything is is it's on the outside. It looks amazing you know the wife is very successful it's a very long marriage like it's a two two decades almost three decades long marriage so everything mm. looks perfect on the outside but you can tell there's just something about this couple there's something they're hiding right there's just something where the math doesn't add up so we need to find out what is this thing what there's something off kilter about this couple what is it and why is it you know um and so amongst these three ladies whose body is this which one <laughs> has had an affair with this lawrence character and now is dead in his apartment and we don't know what's going to happen to her body yeah that's it that's critical by stable <laughs> the comments here oh my goodness toby's like but soon angela say no more Take all of my money. Listen, I am with you. Chop my when is this? Chop it, chop it. Chop my money. When is, when is this novel coming out? Because, wow. This... Hey, I've even shared, that's why I'm saying my publishers are going to be like, you know, you've shared more with people than you have with us. So I sent the first, I had sent an incomplete draft, first draft, um, and they're waiting for this. Um, which I, you know, I normally print. So, so my process is, you know, you, you know, I, you know, writers. There's a lot of insecurity in in writing. I'm I'm a very insecure writer. I'm always looking for faults and mistakes, and I always feel like maybe the plot is not adding up. It's not beautifully written enough. It's not lyrical. It's not. It doesn't. So I'm. I went through that process for quite some time. Um, and the publishers are like, can you send us the manuscript already? So now where I am in my insecure editing process is, uh, which is the last kind of stage of my insecurity, I print the draft and then I go through it with a fine tooth comb, a fine pencil, a fine point pen. And I look for errors. I look for things that I'm still not happy with, glaring you know, issues that just don't make sense in the, in the manuscript. And so I've done that. I did, I've been doing that for the past two to three days. And then I'm going to fix the errors that I picked up on my laptop. And then I will probably send it to publishers by Friday, which means more editing back and forth. And then probably later in the year, we'll, we'll get the book. Um, so, you know, we're all like locked down in our houses, so it, it can't be, it can't be too late. Can't be May 2021. No, sis, you can't do that. Like, you just actually cannot. Uh, you need to speak to your publisher and your editor because, wow, I want to know whose body is it. Body. There's even a chapter called whose body, whose body is it, you know? So Zayisa has a question here, and she says, since there's a dead body in your book and we're living in the times of corona, if we were told that we that the world is ending in 24 hours, what will you do? She'll release the book, or release it. I will publish it all online, though. <laughs> On the Chicken Natives IG page. Please, listen, <laughs> listen. Like, I'll put the PDF on your page, and I'll be like, go wild, people. <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. Oh, my goodness. We're, we're actually okay with the rough drafts, even. We'll fill in the drafts. It's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah you'll fill in. You'll ask, man. You'll forgive me for my transgressions, whatever they are. <laughs> mm, mm. Okay. 
So I mean, I I I think that you are interested in in illusions, right? Who's this saying send us the rough drafts? But whom? <laughs> I'm with that person. Um, you are interested in illusions, right? Like things not being what they appear to be. Um, and it's sort of a theme that I've seen in in a few of your of your books, right? Um, things not appearing to be what they are or yeah. whatever. Not being what they appear to be, yes. So, um, what I'm curious about why you have this fascination with with illusions and with this like unraveling of 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 stories or unraveling of layers. I just think as a story as a storytelling technique, um, I've I've always found it engaging as a reader myself. So I tend to love books that you know um, don't give a lot away and and allow the reader to try as much as they can to put together the pieces. I just find that kind of storytelling fascinating. It gives me, and it keeps me wrapped with attention as a reader. Um, and I've also realized that it's also a very challenging uh, technique, um, mm. you know, um, to, to use in, in your writing process because you, you have to always give your reader the benefit of, intelligence so mm. you are constantly challenged as a writer to not kind of dumb down the plot um to to really stretch your own thinking because you're kind of in this dance with your reader where you know you, you're throwing them clues but at the same time you don't want to give away too much because you want to keep them guessing you want them mm. coming back for more you know um so I just, yeah, it's always, it's always like even in almost every kind of form of storytelling, it's one of my, my most compelling kind of te techniques that, that, that even keep me going back. If it's a story, if it's, if I'm writing, a, I'm reading a book that has that kind of sense of suspense and keeps me guessing, then I'm hooked, you know, I, I, I can spend, like, I can, I can sit in the bus and read like mm. half of a book if it's, if it's got that kind of suspense, suspense and tension and all of that. Um, so yeah, it's just this, a, a technique that I really enjoy, both as a reader and as a writer. So relationships, I, I think that you write about relationships in, in really interesting ways. I think that's also one of your areas, I guess, of, of fascination is relationships. Oh, thank you, um, Rushka. She says that's exactly what you do perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> and the red flag girl is also saying she loves the, the unraveling. I'm really curious about about relationships, right? So, not just between not just between um, lovers or like people in relationships, because that's or romantic relationships, um, but also just relationships between between people, right? People who interact who interact daily. And I guess I'm curious about what informs this this fascination with with relationships. Are so you a people watcher? Um, how do you how do you go about writing about relationships in the way that you that you do, right? And my people, you make me sound like a peeping tom, like <laughs> no, because I, and we had with a, a we long had... telescope trying to see what What's the neighbors are doing. <laughs> the powers of observation are very important, right? We actually had a, an author yesterday speak about how she loves to sit at like coffee shops and just have background noise. I do that But also to, to, watch, to watch people's interactions, right? Because the way that you watch, you write interactions is very realistic oh. and very believable. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no, no. I'm definitely, uh, I'm fascinated, you know, by humans. I just find people extremely, extremely um, interesting. Um, 
And I think I'm drawn to people who just do things differently, who just kind of, you know, dance to their own tune because um, I just, I love people who don't follow kind of the, uh, the predictable path that we expect people to follow and who make decisions that, you know, are not necessarily expected of, you know, a woman, a mother, a father, a, a priest, a dad, whatever it is, you know, um, because I think a lot of people, even though, even, even the most predictable seeming person has mm. the power to surprise not only others, but themselves. And I think that mm. is the interesting thing about the nature of humanity is that, you know, no matter how well you think you have defined who you are, there is always the possibility that you will do something or you will make a decision or you will even choose a path that mm. you never expected yourself as you know yourself uh to choose and i think that is the that just that um lack of you know the the predictable is what i find very fascinating and i like to explore and you know as much as people and and i think a lot of my characters make those you know they they go through even if the character seems you know like a stereotype of of something um almost all of them i would like to think um, at some point kind of does this thing where you kind of like, really, did you, did you really just do that? Did you really just say that? Um, and, and, and I think that's intrinsic of, of, of humanity, of human nature. Mm. It's, 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 it's that thing that, that makes us so different and so amazing and so unique um, that I like to, to tap into. We're taking a short break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. I actually, someone's commenting on, they're saying that's why uh, Black Widow Society still fascinates me. And it actually, just having heard you speak about Critical But Stable as well, makes me think about secrets, right? Um, all of your characters have some sort of secrets, or there's like a, a thing about, about secrets or not fully telling the truth um, or some, oh, some no, interesting that sounds dodgy <laughs> <laughs> some interesting relationships with the truth I mean Wunde is very economical with the truth you know um, but there's a relationship between secrets you know and, and, I, and I guess it just makes me wonder about your own I guess observations about why and not secrets in the, in the sense of oh I'm, I'm hiding this thing but just the ways in which you weave I guess secrecy and and wanting to not not wanting to reveal certain parts of ourselves, which I think is a very human thing to do. But I I really am fascinated with the ways in which secrets form such a an integral part of of the ways in which you write your story, your characters characters stories. And I think it's so interesting that this person commented on Black Widow Society as well. 
Um, yeah, so Black Widow Society was a very, uh, it, it was, again, one of those challenging, challenging books to write because so many people, so many of the characters, especially kind of somebody like Talula and um, the Lord, eh? oh, now I'm mixing up my characters, sorry, I've written, it's been a while since I wrote some of the books, but uh, quite a few people kind of have an ace up their sleeve mm. and there's a lot of kind of sleight of hand. And, you know, uh, those kind of mechanizations. And uh, I find, like I said, like, uh, it's, it's, always, it's always interesting to weave a story around the unpredictable and mm. the unexpected. Um, and it's just, an, and I suppose it's also just, a, it's, like I said, just a technique to keep you interested, to keep you guessing, um, you know, to give you those gasps, you know, mm. <laughs> that, that, are, that are always, uh, I think, you know, they're kind of delicious little mm. moments uh, that as a reader, you're like, ooh, okay, I didn't see that one coming. And yeah. So Booker Hollow Queen says uh, she loved Blessed Girls lingo and the interactions. They were so gassy and organic. And she just commends yeah. you for doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I try to keep it keep it as modern as I could. I mean, I'm, I'm 44, so I'm not 25. I'm not a blessed girl. <laughs> so if somebody comes back to me with that kind of uh, um, feedback, it's always kind of, it's gratifying because at least it means I got half the job done, you know, uh, because I needed it to have that kind of flavor and I needed her to not take herself too seriously, to not go around, you know, all prissy and, and, and mm. just, unrelatable and unrealistic she had to be the character and i suppose language mm. and um and and bringing in that local flavor which which is how most young people speak these days and it's it's actually quite a fascinating thing that's happening with language now because mm. you know even the people that see themselves as very cosmopolitan and upwardly mobile there was a phase when when black urbanites who saw themselves as upwardly mobile only spoke English with each other, you know, they wouldn't mm. like they wouldn't bring in the classy element of themselves mm. into the conversation because uh, it was that phase when you're moving out of the apartheid era and oppression and you wanting to be seen as kind of this worldly urbanite. But I love the fact that this generation embraces everything. It embraces, if you're from Kasi, you embrace your classiness and you bring it in there, even though you are this supposedly sophisticated urban cosmopolitan career person who's educated and whatnot but you're not you're not um discarding that mm. essence the soil that that the 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 trope of the dusty townships you're not casting it off completely you're keeping some of the dust and you're bringing it with you you know so it's it's actually quite a cool thing that's happening with language right now um and I, I'm curious about social media, I guess, and its and its role, like for for your writing. Did you did you do what kind of research did you have to do for for Blessed Girl? Because, like you said, shady research. Oh my goodness! Do you know that there was a point where I joined? Um, you know, there was this um, social media group. I think it was on Facebook, Blesser Finder, something like that. It was where it so it was a platform where. If you're a blesser looking for blessies, you could go on to that. Or if you're a blessie looking to be blessed, you could go on to that. So as part of my research, I actually joined that page. And, you know, I, I posted like, so firstly, I asked to join the page and I said, look, I'm a writer, I'm doing research. And um, 
you, the guys i think the, i think the the administrator kind of mm -hmm. okay he's like okay i'll join there and then i i asked you know do you think i could interview you know would i be able to have access to some of your people both the males and the females and he said something very interesting he said look it's gonna be i think it'll be easier for you to be able to talk to the girls but with the guys mm, not so much you know mm. um and i struggled uh, you know, during my research process for that book to talk to the men who were blessing the girls because, you know, obviously there's clearly, clearly, well, not obviously, but clearly there was a bit more shame, um, you know, in coming out and saying, I'm a blesser and this is what I do. Mm. And obviously most of them or some of them are married. But I will say this. So I got approached by a potential blesser. <laughs> It, so this is the, this is one of my shadiest moments of of, of, of doing the the research on this book. So I'm thinking, okay, so if I were in the game, what kind of blesser would I attract? And do you know do you know what kind of blesser I attract? I really want. I'm curious. Please, I die to know. Really, you want to shame me? Was it like a teddy? No. Was it a Mister Emmanuel? I want to know. It was a taxi driver. I don't know if it was an owner. <laughs> I yeah. I think I'm level. So I get about it as level. There's triple A. So clearly I'm not there. B no. C no. D I think I'm the A time. I'm the one who's supposed to be asking for it. Look, we don't we don't know. Maybe he owns I get a budgetary issues as well. It's what issues? Budgetary issues. I mean, every person has kind of a budget that they can dispense you know to their places so you know maybe i don't know but you're right maybe he owned like a fleet of ten maybe he had a fleet you know maybe he had a fleet you know what i'm saying um and also wouldn't it prove that you know there's space for different kinds of blessers in in your life yeah, there's so, an evolutionary process that happens there. Like, listen, you know, there's there's space for it. Teddy. There's space <laughs> so for I should have been patient. I should have been patient. But don't lose <laughs> the hustle, yeah, There's uh, I should want to know if you have a, a favorite. This is unfair because it's like asking you who is your favorite child. But do you have a favorite book that you've written? You're on book five, and uh, Critical but Stable sounds like it might just be one of our favorites, but. <laughs> what is what is what is your favorite book that you've written and why? Um, it's a, it's gonna be an it's probably an unexpected answer, but I would say definitely uh, Black Widow Society is is, is like uh, has a close place in my little heart. <laughs> um, because because I found it so challenging writing the book. Mm. Um, and because I just found those characters so fascinating. I mean, Talula, I still want to meet her in real life and just kind of say hi, you know. I don't um, know if I want to meet Talula, hey? I want to meet Talula. I just think she's so cute. Talula's yeah, scary. She's gangster, huh? She's scary. She's gangster scary. So, I, yeah, I just find the character. I found, I, I was fascinated with my own characters. I was just mm. kind of like, wow, she's like, you know. Um yeah, and and, and and like I'm saying, the the plot was challenging for me to kind of weave mm, around mm. and, you know, close the little loopholes that like that would be gaping because, you know, you're always trying to write this whole cloak and dagger type of narrative. So, 
yeah that was uh, uh, i liked it because of how much it challenged me yeah the so best i mean goal, i like it I, I, I it probably would have been one of my favorites but the thing is i feel like the fans love it more than me they know it more than me they've analyzed it more than me they know that, like they know bunkle in and out so i'm om- i'm almost feeling like humbled like i i have less to do with it it's like it's the fans box it's not it's the fans book it's not mine <laughs> i feel like it belongs to the thing with bunkle right and and like <laughs> i think you've spoken a little bit about this right is people have a, a, a like an idea of, of intelligence right so there's this conventional idea of intelligence and when you initially think of somebody like Wintley you wouldn't think of Wintley as being intelligent right yes. but but blessed girl forces you to shed a lot of your own stereotypes so you read that and you realize yeah. no man this girl's actually very intelligent right and it's also yeah. it's also for me just a commentary on the ways that we think about oh my gosh somebody says definitely i read it in a single sit didn't eat or anything until i was done oh my goodness it must come with a like a health warning <laughs> it's true right widow. because you just no she says black widow society yes i'm saying like you tell you that you're just like what's going on here but why is you this person um but yeah i think that you know it was it was interesting because you you think of like what happens to to a bunkle right what happens to a bunkle who may not be somebody who is academically strong but is intelligence in so many other ways right um and what and what does it mean for society not to make space for for a bunkle you know and how much of how bunkle turns out is like a communal complicity like you should think of her mother and 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 all these other things that happen to Bunte it, it becomes difficult to just dismiss her you know yeah and maybe that's and I why I think the we... other reason why the character haunts us so much is 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 that I think we all know somebody who's kind of a Bunte or who is like a Bunte like we all knew knew somebody in, in the past or even in high school or adversity who was kind of this beautiful girl who just mm. you know relied mostly on her beauty and and was kind of not necessarily as cunning as Bunkle maybe um is but 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 we all, I think we all I think the reason that character haunts people so much is that we all know somebody like that and I think mm. when you get into the the pain and the hurt and 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 the insecurities and everything else all the layers of Bunkle's character the 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 character in the novel then you start as you say you start thinking about you start your mind goes back to that person and then you start thinking differently about them and you start asking questions that maybe you would not you've never asked you know because you've kind of taken them at face value or you've dismissed mm-hmm. them or whatever whatever the attitude might be um and i think the way that the story ends leaves you with an even bigger question mark like a bigger like you're almost concerned like what actually happens to this person or what has mm. happened to this person or what happens to people like this mm. you know so yeah that's yeah that's why fans are just we we know bunkle you know you feel like you know a bunkle um mm. the men in that book are so interesting they are so interesting like i i was thinking of like mr emmanuel the other day and i'm like what a what an interesting character so i actually want to talk to you about your characters just in general you know so you've taken us through the process of of fine tuning the work of editing etc um but i i want to know do your characters come to you how do you form your characters in your in your mind i mean there've been writers who i think it was tony morrison who actually said sometimes the the characters come and sit with her and they talk to her 
and she can visualize them. Yeah, I think um, characterization in, 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 in book writing is one of the strangest. It really is. It's kind of a spiritual thing, actually. It's, a, it's one of the stranger aspects of writing because mm -hmm. usually you, you, or with me, for instance, the, you kind of have a blueprint of what this person is, their likes, their dislikes, you know, kind of a character Bible, although I don't really do like the whole analytical character Bible, but you have an outline of, okay, uh, Mr. Emmanuel is like this, he's bold, mm. he's confident, he's successful, he's kind of like an alpha male, but where I'm saying it's almost like a spiritual, like it becomes kind of a spiritual um, experience is that you know these people talk to you they they come to life and sometimes they even contradict or or they antagonize the whatever plan you had for them you know mm. so I could plan I mean it surprised me even with this manuscript that I'm working on like I had a whole scene crafted in my head and it was going to go like this because I wanted the outcome to be a certain way. But when mm. I was writing the scene, the character took over. The character said something completely different to what I wanted her to say. Like, I really wanted this character <laughs> to say this so that I can get the outcome that I want. But the mm. character said something completely different. And I actually thought, this actually makes sense. That this character is more likely to say this in this kind of mm. situation than what I had in mind, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, so 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 yes it comes from observing people sometimes you could base a character the outline of the character on somebody that you know you know you could be like okay yeah i i think this person is similar to 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 so and so and i'm gonna even dress her or him like so and so mm -hmm. but then as the character takes on a life of their own they they yeah, they detract from your plan. Mm. And you're thinking, oh no, now you've made my life difficult because now I have to rewrite the way that I wanted this thing to end. But yeah, it's, it's, I just, it's, it's, some, it's spiritual. It's a spiritual <laughs> process. I'm sticking to that. <laughs> I, I am so curious about this latest novel. Like, I actually just cannot wait for it. Um, I want to know what inspired it. We haven't really spoken about what inspired this this novel is there is there someone that we know in the novel i i feel like every time i read a novel i'm always like hmm, this seems like someone i know um so, <laughs> so i'm really curious i think we're all like super hyped for for this next for this next novel because it has all all of the things i liked from from your previous book so there's the crime element uh, i think of red ink uh there's the relationships and like just trying to figure yourself out um from the 30th candle there's there's this i guess this element of trying to figure out what's happening that you that you would do in like black widow society and there's still a little bit of that like decadence and that blame you know that we saw in blessed girl so i i really have to know what inspired this next novel <laughs> it was inspired by a story that my husband came back from like he's drinking with his friends he came back and told me the story and i was like wow what that <laughs> happened to somebody i'm putting that in a novel it literally is that and i hope, I hope he doesn't it is literally that he told me like this i just thought this is just the most insane thing and it had to do it's, it's the body it's the plot around the body like it literally somebody was with somebody the person slept and then 
you know, they were stealing each other. They were having this thing. And then, yeah, that's what happened. So I just thought, okay, so what happens next? I don't know what happened next with the person. But yeah, the question is, what happens next? What do you do? Delicious. <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait. I know everyone was just like, yo, this book must come out. Um, but... I guess I'm just curious about, you know, before we, we wrap up, what are some of your writing influences? Um, you know, I mean, I read 30th Candle and I was like, this, these people sound like me. They sound like me and my friends. These are characters I can see, you know. So I, I'm really curious about your, your writing influences. Who are some of the writers that have influenced your, your writing and your ability to craft characters in the way that you do? Sure. Um... I don't think there's like a specific writer that I would say has had the strongest influence. I think like when I was younger, I was, I was always kind of like a thriller, like I was into my thriller writers. And so I was, you know, I was reading Stephen King. I was reading uh, John Connolly and, and those kind of people, John Diva and all of those kind of people. But as, as I evolve as a writer, I read a lot of African literature as well um so i can't I, I can't say i can't pinpoint you know one particular writer or type of writing that i would say has influenced me the most i think i just like to tell stories that are believable um mm. like i said with characters that are relatable that are not kind of cookie cutter or picture perfect mm. you know um and i like um situations that you know i can relate to i like to put my characters in in context that sometimes are a bit wild a bit out there but they are such that they may be those strange unpredictable things that can happen to anyone talk about the unpredictable mm. um and and so they they place you know the characters in a situation where they need to make decisions that take them out of themselves, out of what their preconceived ideas of who they are, you know, push them to, to be better people or worse people than they thought they were or kinder or, you know, mm. more compromising. Maybe you think you're an uncompromising person, but then you're in the situation and you realize that maybe your humanity has to surpass your pride. Um, mm. So, I, yeah, I just like stories like that, that just challenge just our nature. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So we've got a couple of questions that are asking, what are you reading at the moment? Ah, I've got them here in front of me. I bought them yesterday because <laughs> I've been I've been experiencing a book drought. So I've I've picked up this book, which everybody's raving about. The yes. Secret Life of Baba Sega's Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's. I, I posted this book yesterday, and you know people were just losing their minds. So I've started reading it, and I am absolutely hooked. And then the thriller lover in me, you probably won't know this one. The first mistake. And the thing is, I'm so bad with authors. I don't, I, I, I read so, and I'm a, I'm a speed reader. I read very fast. Like I could, like I'm saying, I could finish a book in one or two seat, seatings. So it, it's difficult for me to recall who did I read like last week because I go through books like so quickly, a race yeah. car driver. <laughs> yeah. And do you find, are you able to read while you're writing? 
or do you no, kind of put everything that's why I was yeah that's why I was so ravenous yesterday because I've been writing so much um so and and I find it distracting to read I, I, unless I write I write a book that is so far removed from anything that I know I will ever write so I was reading a book while I was writing while I was um completing this manuscript I've been reading in the bath a book about two women um during the first world war they are lesbian lovers it's kind of based on a true story so it's so different from anything I would I would write you know and um and the, my kind of storytelling so it, it has been fascinating and has been keeping me going um but what is the title of the book what's that what's the, the title, title of, of that oh book? my gosh i'm actually i'm actually wanting to go to the bathroom which is where i read it and like pick it up and see mm-hmm. the title because like I, see, I, don't, I can't remember the title i will post it on your page once i'm done with this chat okay perfect yeah yeah all right. Uh, we are so excited. Yo, guys, I can't wait for Critical Bits Table. Um, <laughs> you need to actually just send this book and let it No! <laughs> because we are going through everything as a country, okay? We're going through a lot as a country. Yeah, I know. You and... like some nice escapist fiction, yeah? <laughs> the thing is, you know, I want to say that it's escapist fiction, but your characters feel very real. I think that's how I was like super disturbed by reading because I just felt like you yeah, I could bump into this person on the street. So, <laughs> so escape is a is an interesting word, but some yeah. some great fiction, yes. Okay, some great, great fiction. Yeah. We are ready for it. Um but I guess the, the next question is how do you people contact you on social media? Um we know they'll be buying all your books after this and they're going to have tons of questions. Um, so how do you, how do people contact you on social, on social media? Um, okay. So I'm on Instagram as Angela Makolo Moabelo on Twitter as Angela Makolo, uh, Facebook, Angela Makolo Moabelo. Um, so yeah, you can get in touch with me, inbox me. That's how I've been doing it with people for years and years readers and I'm, i've also got a fan page sorry if you can't join me if you can't join my my personal page on facebook i've got an angela mccullough uh, fan page that you can join right an author page so yeah lots of platforms for us to chat and take the conversation oh. further yes <laughs> and also for people to campaign for that thing that we spoke about earlier no it's a no <laughs> no it's, you know, it's fine uh, but once again, thank you so much, Angela. This has been such a great conversation. Uh, as you can tell, I've loved all of your all of your. I know you were even at my book lunch. Yes, um, I've loved all of your books, and I I I really love the fact that you know, I, this is this is woman centered literature. I hate yeah. chiclets. I don't even know what that yeah. is. Um, yeah. it's woman centered literature that is so that is so affirming because you read this and you're like oh my gosh these people look like me they sound like me they they are speaking lingo that that makes sense that speaks like me and so these kinds of stories are important and i absolutely can't wait for critical but stable it is critical but stable it's a very I difficult, but stable, but stable condition stable, like the lockdown i'm <laughs> but stable waiting for your book because you know my sequel is not coming, but I can't. Um, I, I can't yes, just... sequel one day, one day. I get a book, so they 
like voted it down like uh, uh, no, uh, no. we are ignoring them we are ignoring them <laughs> agents of darkness we are ignoring them agents but <laughs> but i i really think that black widow society needs to be made into a movie it's coming so i'm told they bought the rights so yes, we just wait. We, wait we wait yeah we wait and we see I've been waiting for this movie, so it actually has to be Me made. Me too, now. hey! It has Me to be too. made into a movie because, yeah. wow, sis, wow. <laughs> but I, I guess that just speaks to how amazing your, your writing is and how amazing your books Thank are. You. We can't wait for the movie. We can't wait for Critical But Stable. And Masibuya actually, says, can't wait for the movie. Let's get the popcorn out. Eh? <laughs> yeah, no, we, we can't wait. You know, we can't wait. Um, but once again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been thank super, you. super it's been amazing. exciting. Yeah. People want to know who will play Talula. Stay tuned. Oh, stay tuned and come up with your own suggestions for the for the casting crew so that they get they get it right. They've got to get Talula right. Eh? Actually, I'm I think that's that. Hmm? I think that should be like a, a social media challenge, right? Like, it should be. Yeah, people, no, we should people, all find. Our people should find our our favorite the best actress to play the characters in black widow society masibuye mm. has suggestions okay before we go who masibuye yeah we actually want to know who are the uh, suggestions cut what cat got cat got her tongue she's scared of saying who she wants to be the okay i thought she would tell like you too okay she'll treat us She'll tweet you and us and tell us, and then we can start a thread because I also have some ideas. Oh, Nambi Tayez. Nambi Oh, you know, um, we had this. So the, so the screenplay has been, it's been, it's been optioned by a few companies. Like, I think it's on its third option. So I think initially when it had just been optioned, so there was the excitement that it's going to go into screen and all of that. And so we, I put out the word and people said Nambita, but that was like seven years ago. So it's, I mean, if, she, if people are still saying Nambita seven years later, I don't know. I ain't saying nothing. Well, who's your Talula? Now Talula would be like, I have a Nambita or like Batista and Daka. I can like see her. Yes, I could, I could see Batista as well. I, could I can just see it yeah. happening. Yeah. Sure. And I, I guess, guess like, ooh, the chills, you know. Thank you, Batista. And I guess now I'm thinking also of like a Cindy Zati. Me too. Me too. I was scared to say it, but yeah. I mean, like she's an obvious choice because she's killing that role uh, on, on yes, the river. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's why I was like, you can, sis, you can do this. You can do this. Yeah, I know she can um, <laughs> So I've clearly been thinking about this movie a lot. They can call me for recommendations. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you so much. This thank has been you. such a great conversation. Thank you so much for just being so open. We can't I wait to go to the table. <laughs> Yeah, it was lit. We were talking past, present, future. We can't future. wait for the future. Future. <laughs> future. We can't wait for future. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. We're speaking thank to you everybody for Gola. Um, please go out and buy Angela's books. They are available everywhere. Like you are not a bookstore if you don't have online, Angela's online, books. Online, everywhere. Online, everywhere. offline. Please support indie bookstores. Uh, yes, reaching out like the book lounge. 
bridge books, um, love books, love cap- uh, book capital as well. And uh, you can get a 10% um, discount if you use um, Cheeky Natives as a code at um, In Afroculture. Book Lounge. And Afroculture at Book Lounge. And uh, you can also get the books from Afroculture as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Thank we can't you. wait uh, for the next book. <laughs> Bye, bro. Right. See you tomorrow with the Prof Pumla. Bye. Bye. I'll join you tomorrow. Yay, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.